Information presented on this program and by its guests is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information and may not be suitable for members of the listening audience. A professional advisor, attorney, or tax professional should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Are you retired or getting close? Welcome to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom you need to live your dream retirement. Are there challenges on the way? You bet. Inflation, the economy, and the ups and downs of today's markets will try to rob you of your dreams. But take heart and take notes because what you're about to learn will put you on the winning side of life for the rest of your life. Now, here's the host of Retirement Lifestyles, Patrick McNally. Hello, everybody. Patrick McNally here, your favorite financial advisor. Hey, I want to welcome you to the Retirement Lifestyle Show, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. And if you're already retired or you're getting close and you own a retirement account, like an IRA, a 401k, this show is for you. Joining me today, my friend and fellow advisor, Mr. Rick Comerick. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We are, uh, we're not quite halfway through the month, but man, it's blowing by. We keep saying this right the last three weeks. We're going to blink. It's 2023. The end is near. It's around <sighs> the corner. We'll be there before you know it. I know. I know. And we'll get to that January point and guess what we'll be talking about? Planning for the new year. Right. You know, we'll be <laughs> yep. talking about goals and talking about all that stuff. And, and, uh, but we're still towards the end here and, and um, you know what? I'm not going to jump ahead. Let's, let's just tell everybody what we're going to be talking about. We're here to talk about your money. We're here to talk about your investments, retirement planning, estate planning, insurance, and Rick's personal favorite, taxes. You're going to find out how to set up your investments to provide that number one thing you need in retirement. Rick, what is it? Well, you need income. You've got to have income coming in to pay the bills that are going out. So planning for income in retirement is the number one thing that we want you to think about. But even better than that, how about tax-free income? Rick, that's your favorite word. Yeah. Free! Free, my favorite word, especially when it pertains to taxes. Folks, I, we want to teach you. I cut you off there, buddy. Sorry about that. That's right. I want to teach you how to achieve tax freedom in retirement so you don't have to worry about Uncle Sam changing all the rules and coming for your retirement savings just because he can't balance his own checkbook and afford all of his unfunded promises. You see, for over 22 years now, we've helped people just like you plan for an amazing retirement. But what we've found is that most people worry in retirement. Rick, I know you found the same thing. Exactly right. One of the number one worries is running out of money or outliving your money. People also worry about health care, inflation, stock market, higher taxes. Well, it's time for the worry to stop. And the best way to make it stop is with a plan. So we're going to help you build your plan and guide you through this giant maze called retirement planning. Okay, today on the show, we're going to be discussing annuities. Rick, I kind of got this bug to discuss annuities because I've been on a few Facebook retiree groups. I've told you about that, and we've talked about it on the show a little bit. And the topic has come up a lot. And it's really interesting to see where people fall on this spectrum of either loving or hating annuities. And I have to admit, I've gotten into it with a few insurance agents that are part of the group and tend to push annuities as the greatest thing since sliced bread. So we're going to discuss these things in detail today, including a really good article that Forbes put out about it. Later on, I'm going to bring on Daniel Miller, owner of Upward Real Estate Group, to give us a real estate update and what we can expect in the new year. Then we're going to wrap up the show with some action items that you can implement right away. 
Hey, you can still grab your end-of-the-year planning checklist by visiting rlaplan.com and be listening to how you can get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, and how you can schedule a free strategy call with me personally to answer any questions that you have. All right, I'm getting excited here. Rick, you ready? Let's do it. Folks, you know what to do next. Go refill your coffee, grab your pen and notepad, and we'll be back in two minutes. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Are you worried about the current U.S. economy, inflation, the pandemic? Then it's time to schedule a free retirement checkup call with Patrick. The world is changing every day, and your life savings is too important to be at risk. If you want to feel confident and secure in retirement, then simply visit TalkToPatrick.com and reserve a free checkup call on his calendar. Remember the website, TalkToPatrick.com. Don't wait. This is too important. TalkToPatrick.com. Did you know that when I'm not here doing the show, I run Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, an independent registered investment advisory firm specializing in retirement income planning and managing investments for people who are currently retired or are getting close. I've been in financial services for over 22 years now and hosted this show for over 10. With a little bit of good planning, you can have peace of mind and a great retirement, and I'd love to help. If you would like to get more information or to learn about how you can work with us, visit PatrickMcNally.com. That's Patrick. McNally.com. Folks, the end of the year is fast approaching and you need to make sure all of your financial planning is in order. I want to give you a free copy of my 2022 end of the year planning checklist. Visit PatrickMcNally.com and click on the checklist tab in the upper right hand corner. Don't miss out on potential tax savings and investment tips that need to be completed by the end of the month. Go now to PatrickMcNally.com and download your free checklist. Visit PatrickMcNally.com. That's PatrickMcNally.com. Okay, folks, welcome back to the show. Rick, we're going to be talking about annuities today, and I thought, honestly, we're going to pretty much spend the entire show talking about these. You know, later on, we're going to have a, a real estate update, but I just the last week or so I've been on some of these Facebook groups and um, the retiree groups, and I really enjoy them. I don't know if you're on some of these groups or not, but um, they they really do ask a lot of questions. And at the end of the day, you can kind of boil it down to you know ten or less of the same question asked <laughs> over and over again. Right. Um, so it kind of tells you that when it comes to retirement, retirement planning, most people are kind of they're they're kind of all asking the same thing or worried about the same stuff. Have you found right. out? You know, when you talk to I know you've been doing this for as long as I have, but right. but um, don't you find that that's true? That most people are kind of worried about the same stuff. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is, am I going to be okay? You know, that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> right. Am I going to be okay? Am I doing the right things? Is there anything else I should be doing? Um, you know, th- those seem to be what's on everybody's mind. And, you know, in our intro there, we talk and we, we've been saying this forever, that the number one thing that people need to plan for in retirement is income. Yeah, because definitionally, retirement is where you're retiring from work. You're no longer working. You're no longer receiving an income from your labor, from your work. So that begs the question, where's the income going to come from? And that's what retirement planning is all about. I think it's interesting sometimes, though, is that people, they don't often think that about the fact that they're no longer getting a paycheck. Right. And it can actually be a little daunting, kind of when that light bulb goes off. I know you've seen right. it. I've seen it in meetings. You know, when people are like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to retire in a couple of years. And then and then that day comes and it's like, okay, yeah, so you're no longer getting a paycheck. How do you, how, you know, and they're like, uh, 
but you're right, I'm no longer getting a paycheck. <laughs> you know, and it's like that, again, that light bulb kind of goes off and kind of right. wonder like, okay, how do I do that? And, and you know, we talk about this all the time that, that the only place that that's going to come from is is personal savings. Right, personal savings. There, There's also social security, retirement Yeah, the guaranteed income. side, that's right. Yeah, uh, there could also be, um, some people have rentals, um, and then finally would be the pensions. Um, those aren't nearly as common as they once were. I'd say pretty much government, empl- government employees are where that's limited to at this point. So one of the things that, that are freaking people out since then is the guaranteed piece of the income. Yeah. They're wondering, do I put all of my money in the stock market? Do I put it all in the bank? It's almost like they're looking for one silver bullet. And I find that on some of these chat groups. You know, kind of what? what's that single silver bullet? Right. And there isn't one. No. There's advantages and disadvantages of everything you do. You know, the cash money market, it has its advantages and its disadvantages. The stock market has its advantages and disadvantages. So in this regard, it's not like one is better than the other. It's more like one is different than the other. They have different purposes, different advantages and different disadvantages. And this Forbes article, we're going to get into this right now. The Forbes article does go through that, you know, pros and cons, advantages, disadvantages. But when, you, when a lot of people, especially on these chat groups, I seem to find that people either love annuities or hate annuities. And I think it just kind of comes down to maybe you don't understand annuities. I think that's the biggest component to it. You do see a lot of marketing around this, and they actually use either love or hate annuities right mm-hmm. there in the marketing. So not only do people have personal experience and feelings about that, but also the marketing companies, they have their agenda and their points of view that they're pushing as well. So John Egan from Forbes wrote this article entitled, How Annuities Provide Income for Retirement. And he starts off saying, Securing steady income for retirement seems to get more and more challenging every day. Federal lawmakers frequently raise the prospect of Social Security going bankrupt, a key source of retirement income since the 30s. Meanwhile, the number of traditional pension plans in the U.S. continues to shrink. And let's not overlook the seesaw performance of the stock market. Due to uncertainty like this, many Americans are turning to annuities. An annuity is a contract between an insurance company and a consumer that provides dependable retirement income. Let's stop there and and make that point. That an annuity, would you go so far as to say, Rick, that an annuity is not necessarily an investment? Um... I often I sometimes say that in this context. It's yeah. an insurance contract. Sure, sure. Yeah, I see what you mean by that. I think for the average layperson, they don't really understand that. You know, they have their savings and investments, and they just kind of view it all as one. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we go down the technical legal aspect, there is a difference between an investment annuity uh, that's governed by the. Um, financial regulatory uh, bodies, um, and those are sold by stockbrokers, uh, commonly called variable annuities. And yeah, those are classified as As investments, as a security. They're also kind of hybrid because they're issued by insurance companies. So they have the insurance regulations as well and the insurance component wrapper on it as well. Um, So hopefully that didn't (laughs) drift off base a little bit. but there was one thing that kind of caught my my um, attention in that article where he says that Social Security is a key source of retirement income since the 30s. Well, it was enacted in 35 and it rolled out. And yeah, there was some beneficiaries that started receiving it. 
But I just thought that's a little bit of a misnomer to say that it was a key benefit ever since the 30s. I mean, it was started in 35 and <coughs> I, I benefited think that, I a few think people. <laughs> yeah, but I think he is kind of saying, too, that people today, they rely on this as a key source of their retirement income. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And it's, it was never really meant to be your only source of retirement income. Right. It was supposed to kind of just help out a little bit. Right. And but it is kind of it is morphed into the fact that a lot of people they rely on their social security for 60-70% right. of their overall income. And yeah, when they, you know, the 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 you know, Congress comes out or whatnot and says, "Hey, we're broke. <laughs> right. We 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 didn't manage this too well. And guess what? We got to give you a 20% haircut right. in whatever 12 years." That can freak a lot of people out. So I think annuities, a lot of people are starting to ask the questions, is it something that we can, you know, turn to as an alternative, not necessarily an alternative, I guess, but an add-on to our Social Security to maybe make up that gap? Right. That, that's actually a really good point is, hey, Social Security, number one, is not the be-all and end-all. But number two, it's probably not enough to provide for those needs. Therefore, is there some sort of retirement, pension, social security type of income that we can do ourselves that's not associated with our employer, that's not mm -hmm. associated with the federal government? And the answer is yes, these private annuities, you can get directly from the annuity companies. That And that, that is a good point too, that the fact that you can, a lot of people don't understand, even if you've got a pension, that something could happen to that company, right? Right. I mean, the company could go belly up. Right. Right. We know a lot of companies that have done this. And if if that happens, people are going to lose a big chunk of their pension. They can lose half or more. Yeah. One of the biz biggest examples of that was the airline industry. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of pilots and, and all the airline workers, not just the pilots, who were affected um, you know, years ago by the decrease in uh, some of these airline companies. I think Pan Am was the biggest name out there at that point, but it, it affected a lot in that particular industry, but it could be any industry that has a pension. So, I mean, we're not really talking about pensions specifically today, but it does beg the question, if you have a choice whether to turn on the pension from the company or to roll over, into your own, you know, IRA or whatnot, and then maybe create your own pension right. outside of the company, that might be a better choice. Right, exactly. Because, you know, that that's that's kind of what we're getting at when we're talking about these pensions is what's the alternative that you can do that provides the same thing? Because a pension is an annuity payment. Right. Um, similarly, Social Security is also an annuity payment to you, and it has its own features and benefits and, and whatnot. But there are, you know, all different types of annuities that you can get to also provide a, an additional annuity payment to yourself, whether it be presently right now or whether it be something that you set up now to pay out later in the future. So this this article goes on to say this, and I thought this was was kind of interesting. A 2021 survey by financial services provider TIA, TIA Craft, found that among American workers who have guaranteed lifetime income through an annuity, 83% believe they'll be financially secure in retirement. So that's a high percentage and kind of goes to that peace of mind thing, I guess, if you will, that, that that's what people want in retirement. They want the peace of mind knowing that their income is going to be it's going to last longer than they do. Right. Yeah. Right? Yep. Exactly right. Rick, we're going to take a quick break. Folks, when we come back, we're going to we're going to keep going into annuities. We're going to 
really define what the annuity is, but more than that, we're gonna go into the four main different types. So this is really the annuity show today. But I um, do wanna mention this, if you want a copy of my end of year planning checklist, I want you to visit rlaplan.com. And up in the right-hand corner, there's a little button that says Checklist, and it's the first one there. You can download it for free. So during the break here, if you want to visit rlaplan.com, download our end-of-year planning checklist. You can do it right now. We'll be back in two minutes. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, A Simple Guide to Navigating Retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website again is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. The number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement is healthcare-related costs. So fitness needs to be a part of your financial planning. Check out my gym, Strong City Strength and Conditioning, right down on Victor Avenue. They have a new group class called Longevity on Tuesdays and Thursdays, designed for people age 55 and better. If you want to have fun and get fit, then visit StrongCityStrengthAndConditioning.com. That's StrongCityStrengthAndConditioning.com. Mention the show and get your first week for free. You're listening to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, this is Retirement Lifestyles. I'm your host, Patrick McNally. With me, Mr. Rick Comerick. And today on the show, we're talking about annuities. And we're leading off, we've been talking about this article from Forbes. Um, John Egan over there wrote an article called How Annuities Provide Income for Retirement. And um, I'll mention again, I just kind of got the bug in my ear to, to do an annuity show here just because the last week or so, I've been on a, a number of Facebook retiree groups and annuities have been kind of the talk. So why not do it for the show? We haven't done an annuity show for a while. Um, but Rick, let's kind of keep going here. I guess, first of all, let's define what exactly an annuity is because have you ever had this? I've had people um, come in and see me before who had a pension, like a traditional corporate pension, right? Right. And they're like, I hate annuities. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you kind of you you own an annuity. Not, I don't own any annuities. Right. And and so I, <laughs> I think just because maybe they're not kind of called the traditional pension. Right. Um, I think they can be a little confusing. So basically, by definition, an annuity means a guaranteed income stream. Yeah, it means a series of periodic payments that you receive, you know, over time. That's definitionally what like an annuity is. Like a pension, <laughs> like Social Security. Yeah, there, there's a, a, a lot of similarities there. Mm -hmm. So Forbes says a lifetime income annuity is a common type of retirement-focused annuity that can be purchased with your existing retirement savings or other sources of money. 
Money you put into an annuity grows on a tax-deferred basis. A lifetime income annuity acts like a traditional pension since it provides a guaranteed stream of income throughout your retirement. As such, it's a popular choice among annuity buyers seeking a stable pool of income in their post-work years. So let's, let's kind of keep going with this and talk about like what, how would you plan to figure out whether or not an annuity may be appropriate for your situation. I kind of think of gaps in your income. Yeah, if we're going to look at it in the context of retirement income planning, then that's the context that we would view this through as income. And is there any gaps in that income that we need to fill? And if so, does it make sense to do so with a guaranteed annuity? I think at the end of the day, if you want that guaranteed income, and I talk about it this way because we talk about like the three worlds of investing, right? Right. Where you can put, you can list any investment, any type of money anywhere, and you can really put it in kind of three different worlds. And you got the world of safety, like banks and, you know, CDs, money markets, stuff like that. You've got the world of risk, which quote unquote, I say risk, the stock market, bonds, mutual funds. Annuities kind of fall in this hybrid world. Wouldn't you agree that they're kind of, it's almost like the the investment world and the insurance safety world kind of married. Right, right. Yeah, you know, this is where we start to get a little more confusing because it can be a little more uh, nuanced in determining which type we're actually talking about because there's certain fixed CD-like annuities mm-hmm. that you can get for one, two, three, four, or five-year term, kind of like a CD, and um, you earn a fixed um, guaranteed rate there. Then there's the deferred income annuities, uh, that have a, an index earning component to them. And then there's the variable annuities, which have some sort of guarantee from the insurance company, but then they also have the variability like the stock market with them. So we really have uh, multiple different ways that we can look at and, and structure the annuity products. So I think that's one reason why it's kind of confusing for people. So when people are doing their income planning and they maybe find this gap in their income, what would you say are some of the, the things that, that you would have them look for 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 the, I guess for the duration of retirement. If we're looking at a retirement of say thirty years, would you say that it's appropriate to to put all of your retirement savings into an annuity contract? Not necessarily. I mean, some people want to do that. Uh, most people can't, even if they want to. Uh, but usually, there there's a portion that you could allocate towards that, and that portion is that retirement gap. That's that portion of your income that's not covered by your current pensions, your current annuities, your social security, things of that that nature. And does it make sense to fund that with the annuity? And we can do kind of reverse engineering and figure out how much of annuity purchase do we need to make in order to provide that monthly income. But what about, you know, over the next 30 years or so? I mean, the big the big talk right now is inflation. Right. We got high, high inflation. Um, now, if we could even set that aside and look at the history of inflation for the last 20 years or so, it's been one and a half, two percent Is an annuity appropriate for long-term, say 25, 30 years plus of income? Well, I would say that certainly it would not be guaranteed in any sense of the imagination to keep up with um, inflation or to increase over time. In the past, there were some inflation-indexed annuities I don't think there's many of those available. I didn't really like them when they were available. There weren't that many of them to begin with, so your um, uh, search was quite limited. Yeah, so even if you wanted to find 
like one of those contracts that did increase over time. Yeah, I agree with you. I just, I don't, we really don't see those anymore. But even if we did, I'm trying to remember when we had those, you, you always got to give up something to get something, right? That's right. Some of them do have writers that have the optionality to increase your income via the writer over time. But the, the trade-off for that is you start off with a much, much lower income. Right. So it's kind of like, what's the point if I'm going to be starting with such a low income? Um, yeah, it might increase later on, but I'm giving up an income today. And most people want to do more now when they're younger. Well, yeah, we healthier. call that front-loading your retirement. When, right. And, and most people we talk to, they're like, yeah, exactly. We want to do stuff while we can. You know, it's like we get to a certain age, you know, whatever, you know, fill in the blank, 80. You know, we just don't do as much. So, you know, if you're 65, 70, this is the time of the life to do stuff. That's when you want the most amount of income. So taking a big cut up front just so the, you know, possibly can increase later might not make sense. What do you think about that? Yeah, I absolutely agree because, yeah, most people want to be more active at the beginning of their retirement rather than when they're 80 or 90. Um, however, if that is something you do want to plan for, I think we mentioned this in prior shows, there is something called a QLAC, a Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract. And that is something that you can set up that will provide additional income later on in life, uh, maybe beyond the scope of today's annuity show, but certainly something that is available. Yeah, I know there's some strings that come kind of attached to that. You gotta, you know, you can only put in a certain amount and only turn it on at a certain age and things like that. But yeah, but that, but that is actually the government is encouraging people to to consider those. Yeah, and it's coordinated with your RMD planning, so right. it's something you would do with your IRA. That's good stuff. Hey, let's start talking about some of the different types um, of annuities because this is when you kind of get started to get into the weeds a little bit. Right. And and this is maybe. I can see where some people would say the reason they hate annuities may be because of a certain type of contract. Not yeah, definitely. All of them, yeah, right. For sure. Um, the first one, I mean, so you've got immediate annuities and deferred annuities, right? So an right. immediate annuity, you give your money to the insurance company and they start paying you a paycheck like next month. This is what I like to call the plain vanilla annuity, right? It's the historically the oldest type. I think it's been around for hundreds of years, yeah. actually. And it's where you turn over a lump sum. It's also what I call kind of a one-way street. You turn over that money as a lump sum to the annuity insurance company, and then they pay you that monthly payment. Now, it's a one-way street in terms of you can never get that money back that you've given them in this sort of plain vanilla original type of immediate annuity. I kind of say it's like pouring cream into coffee. Once you pour it in, you can't get it back out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're using it for the right reason. I know so oftentimes people will say, well, hey, we, we, want an, we want an income, but we really only want it for like five years and then we're going to do this. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know. You could do that with an immediate annuity. It could be kind of that upfront loaded thing as well. You could say, well, let's earmark X amount of dollars, put it into this immediate annuity because we know exactly what that's going to pay us yeah. for the next five years. And we figure after five years, we're not going to be traveling as much. So we're going to get that guaranteed travel money. Right. I don't know. That's one idea that yeah. kind of just pops in my head. But That could work. But at the same time, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I don't want to get into the weeds as far as like how contracts work and stuff. But if you have an immediate annuity, let's say for life, there's not necessarily a beneficiary a lot of times from an immediate annuity, right? Right. That's the plain vanilla variety. I would say, yeah, there's not a beneficiary. There is optionality to add sort of a remainder beneficiary such that if you do predecease, the agreement is that the annuity company will then pay out 
the remainder value to a beneficiary. So it is an option, but not in sort of the most basic plain vanilla variety. Totally. So those are median annuities. Now we have these things called deferred annuities, which obviously means you can either give a chunk of money to the insurance company or they've got annuities where you can kind of pay into them over time and you're deferring the income to turn on at a later date. Exactly right. And one thing I like about these is that they do have sort of that two-way street such that if you wanted access to the principal, you could do that even after the income has started um, if you have those features enabled. When we come back, let's take one more break here, Rick, but when we come back, let's break down the four main types of annuities and, uh, and get into that talk a little bit. Folks, if you've got questions, I want to highly encourage you, especially about annuities, these can be really complicated, schedule a phone call. Visit talktopatrick.com. You'll find my online calendar. Schedule a phone call with me. We'd love to answer any questions that you have. Have a good conversation. If you're considering something like this, you for sure want to know exactly what you're getting into. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. We're taking a quick break here, so it's the perfect time to go grab your free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, A Simple Guide to Navigating Retirement. Visit patrickmcnally.com and get your free copy today. Let's face it, retirement can feel like a giant maze, so I want to help you navigate your way through it. My book is eight chapters packed with retirement tips and strategies, basically everything I talk about on this show each week, so don't wait. Visit patrickmcnally.com today. That's patrickmcnally.com. Are you worried about the current U.S. economy, inflation, the pandemic? Then it's time to schedule a free retirement checkup call with Patrick. The world is changing every day, and your life savings is too important to be at risk. If you want to feel confident and secure in retirement, then simply visit TalkToPatrick.com and reserve a free checkup call on his calendar. Remember the website, TalkToPatrick.com. Don't wait. This is too important. TalkToPatrick.com. You've heard me say it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedoms you need to live your dream retirement. When it comes to the health side, I want to tell you about my family's personal chiropractor, Dr. Todd Royce, owner of Chiropractic First. Not only does he adjust us and get us back to our active lives, he teaches us about ongoing nutrition and living healthier. If you have any pain or stiffness in your back or neck, I want you to call Chiropractic First today at 243-0889. Mention Patrick for a free consultation. You don't need to live with pain or discomfort anymore. Call Dr. Todd at 243-0889 or visit online at cairofirst.net. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Welcome back to the show. This is Retirement Lifestyles. This is where it's all about having health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. With me, Mr. Rick Comerick, we're talking about annuities today for just joining us. And we're going to get into the main, well, the four main types and if you missed any of the other parts, we were kind of talking about different things you should be looking for with an annuities, you know, an immediate annuity, deferred, what that is. You know, what is an annuity? Rick, we defined what an annuity is, which is a? A series of periodic payments, income payments, that is. And when we say income, we talk about the most thing, that, the most important thing that you got to plan for in retirement, folks. It's income. And if you're concerned that your income is going to last, Annuities might be something to consider 
for a portion of your retirement savings. I, Rick, I know you'd agree with me on this. Not all of it. No, we're not a fan of annuities, particularly for the growth portion, but we'll get into the four types, so maybe I'll save that for that portion. We've already kind of covered one, which was the immediate annuity. Right. And we'll do it kind of briefly again. An immediate annuity means your income is going to start immediately. And basically, you're going to give a, a, a lump sum of cash to an insurance company, and in return, they're going to give you income payments for either life or a fixed period of time. Right. Pretty simple. Rick, you call it the plain, plain vanilla, vanilla annuity. Yep. So that's that's how those work. Now the I guess some of the, the cons to that for the most part is that if you you know are getting these payments for life and you pass away in five years, typically the beneficiary doesn't get the it doesn't get the money. Yeah, the most basic plain vanilla sense, uh, the insurance company would keep the everything that's left over and your heirs would get nothing in that case. The next type of annuity is what we call a fixed annuity. And Rick, in one of the prior segments, you kind of mentioned this. It's kind of like a CD at the bank, except it's deferred. The, the, the interest, you don't pay taxes on it until you start withdrawing the money. Right. And when we say like a CD at the bank, you can literally buy three-year annuities, five-year annuities. So it's basically a fixed amount of interest for a fixed period of time. Yeah, and interest rates have gone up. So, you know, this is something that you can earn a higher interest rate on than you could like a year ago. I'm looking at some current rates right here. Um, you know, a one-year at 3.3, a two-year at 4.3, a three-year at 5.3. I mean, that's the highest that's, I've seen in a long time. That's the highest time. I've seen for a three-year annuity. <laughs> exactly. You'd be wow. lucky to get 3% on a five-year basis, you know, just even a year ago. And now they're looking at paying north of five on, on a three-year term. So so contrast that to like a CD at the bank. Right. CDs, yeah, the rates have gone up on CDs as well. But but for example, if you own a, a CD at the bank with just non-quality, just cash that you have, not retirement accounts or anything like that, you, you get that interest, but you also pay taxes on that interest each and every year, right? That's right. It is considered taxable income, interest income, which is taxed at your ordinary income rate. Those are typically the highest tax rates that we have. So it's not considered a tax advantageous vehicle. However, the annuity is considered a tax qualified or tax advantageous uh, vehicle because it is tax sheltered as long as the money stays in there. So if you don't withdraw the interest, then it can continue to be tax-free as long as it's in the account. And let's say you bought one of these five-year annuities. Well, you know, five years from now, you have the option. You know, you look at the rates then and you say, okay, do I want to just roll it into a new contract? Right. Do I want to, you know, move it to a different company or whatnot? You can move them, yep. you know, and not as long as, like you said, you're not you're not pulling out the money as income, you're not going to owe the taxes on it. That's right. After the term, the one, two, three, four, five-year term, you can roll it into a new annuity and, you, and that's also a tax-free transaction at that point. There you go. Let's talk about, I'm going to skip to one because I want to end on index. Let's talk about variable annuities. Okay. And I think a lot of times you hear like, Susie Orman, or you know, even something like Dave Ramsey, some of, some of the big names out there that you know talk about personal finance, they oftentimes say they hate annuities. Right. And I and when, if you actually read their books or thing where they actually talk about annuities, right, they're talking about variable annuities. Yeah, and in that regard, you and I would agree with them. A lot we of would. times, we don't like most of the variable annuities we see out there. They're typically laden with high fees. As one thing, That's the big one. They're oriented towards growth. However, 
um, it's, it's growth at a cost, a cost of some of those high fees. So this is where you and I would have a little bit different planning uh, perspective and say, okay, let's reserve the annuity for the safety, the security, the guarantee side, mm -hmm. and let's use the market for growth. That's where it has an advantage. Why would we want to use an annuity for growth? We're just limiting our growth through high fees at that point. Yeah, I think when these things first came out a long time ago, they were kind of geared maybe towards the, the high income employer, high you know income business owner that maybe had maxed out all of their other retirement accounts or ways that they could defer taxes on that growth. Yeah, and maybe that is they a, use these yeah, you know, that, for that. That is a case scenario where it could work for in that pay, they case. Wanted yeah. kind of, they wanted the growth from the security side. They wanted that tax deferral yeah. you know, from the annuity side, I guess. But man, I, <laughs> I looked at one of these the other day. And there was almost 4% yeah. a year in fees. That's not uncommon. A year? Yeah. I, I was the same thing just a few, uh, not too long ago, and it was north of 3%. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like three and a half. It was it was in between three and four. You start adding these things up, and, and off, you know when we run these these you know these numbers for, for clients and show them what they're actually paying, their eyes just kind of get big like, I never knew I was paying that much. Well, because they don't show it on their on their statements. Right. They don't show, you know, the the admin fee and the M and E fee and the this fee and the that. You you, you could in the options you, if you have riders on there, you could have four or five different fees that add up to four percent a year. Yep. You've got to find that information in the original contract as well as the prospectus. And these things are, uh, I'd say about 250 pages on average. Uh, at least. Yeah. And so luckily you and I know where to go. This is what we do for a living so we can find them. Um, but they they are buried. They're not on the monthly or quarterly or annual statements. Yeah. So variable annuities are not our favorite vehicle. If you want growth, well, use the growth part of your portfolio with equities in the market. Right. You, know, you can use something different. Rick and I, we're big dividend you know, fans, we love dividend paying stocks. Um, that's another way you can reduce the fees. You're not paying mutual fund managers, things like that. You get the dividend income, all that good stuff. But then this other type of annuity, which we're going to talk about next, is maybe a portion that you could use for that safety piece, which is an index annuity, Rick. Let's go, let's walk through what a what an index annuity is. An index annuity is basically a contract that says, hey, there's kind of two parts to it, right? You can have a part that says, which is the confusing part, I think, for most people. <laughs> right. Because you're not actually invested in the market, but it credits based on how the market returns. Right. And that's the Explain index. this one. <laughs> right. And that's the index side of it. So probably the most common index is the S&P 500 index. That's a stock market index. It has 500 companies in it, or 499 if you want to be technically correct. <laughs> right around 500. And what it does is it says, okay, is the market up or down, you know, let's say one year from now based on that S&P 500 index. If it's up, then you get partial credit for that. If it's down, this is where the beauty of this particular product shines is there's a no loss provision. You receive no negative credits, therefore you maintain 100% of your current value at that point. See, for a lot of people, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is way too good to be true. Right. <laughs> How does this work? Well, like Rick said, and, and that's the confusing part, is it's based on what the market does, but your money's not actually in the market. Right. It's just what the company uses to credit it. Let's say that the market goes up 15%. You're not getting 15%. Right. You might be getting 5, right. 6, 7, whatever right. the, the contracted rate is. That's right. Well, then, the, And then I hear this. 
Well, those darn insurance companies, those yep. greedy guys are keeping 10. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Remember, your money's not in the market. Yeah. We're not getting in the weeds, but these insurance companies go buy bonds and they do stuff yeah. over there to, to, to give you that guaranteed rate. But the main part, too, is that that's how when the market goes down, that's how they can guarantee that you have a no-loss provision. Even if that market goes down 50%, zero's your hero in that case. You don't right. lose a dime. That's right. And then, you're, and then it starts over again. Hopefully, the market comes back the next year and you get your credit of maybe 5%. That's right. So people that have these contracts that um, you know are showing their annual anniversary statements right now are seeing no credits on the one hand, but also they're seeing no losses because mm -hmm. again, there was no, the market is down <laughs> compared to where it was last year. However, like I said, with these particular indexed annuities, they do not show a loss, which is a good thing. So at the end of the day, folks, if you're considering annuity contracts, you gotta know the ins and outs. You know, we didn't even get into details about surrender charges. I guess we can probably say that, Rick. That it, When you get into a contract like this, it is considered a long-term investment, a long-term contract that you're, you need to plan to leave your money with the company. Because if you pull your money out early, or if you, you know, do something different, it's going to affect the guaranteed income. So you gotta be careful and go into something like this with your eyes wide open. And that's why I think it's really important to meet with an advisor, meet with somebody who can run the numbers, run an overall perspective of where you are with your portfolio to see if something like this makes sense. And you need to understand all the fees, expenses, surrender charges before you go into this type of a contract. Rick, anything else you want to say about these? Yeah, I would just add that I would say they're not considered a DIY, a do-it-yourself investment. Um, in fact, I don't think most of them you can get by yourself. Most of them are with an insurance agent and they don't charge extra for that. So it's kind of like, why wouldn't you do that? That's good in, stuff. Anyways. That's good stuff. Again, folks, if you got questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us via the website or even easier, schedule a phone call with me. Go to talktopatrick.com. Find my online calendar, book a call today. The call is free. We'd love to hear from you and answer any questions that you have. We'll be back in just a minute. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show today. I'll be back in just a few minutes, but if you haven't had the chance to get your free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, this is a great time to do it. Well, unless you're driving. <laughs> in that case, remember this website and visit it when you get home. PatrickMcNally.com. That's PatrickMcNally.com. This book has all the tips and strategies that I talk about each week on the show. It's eight easy-to-read chapters that you can probably finish in a few short hours and then implement right away. I show you how to set up a predictable, safe, and consistent retirement income, how to understand what rates of return you need to protect your life savings, how to plan ahead for the major proposed cuts to your Social Security checks, and much more. Consider this book, Your Personal Guide to Navigating Retirement Safely. Order your free copy today at patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. Say it with me one more time, patrickmcnally.com. Folks, the end of the year is fast approaching, and you need to make sure all of your financial planning is in order. I want to give you a free copy of my 2022 end-of-the-year planning checklist. Visit patrickmcnally.com and click on the checklist tab in the upper right-hand corner. Don't miss out on potential tax savings and investment tips that need to be completed by the end of the month. Go now to patrickmcnally.com and download your free checklist. Visit patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. 
Folks, welcome back to the show. I'm glad to have on my friend and owner of Upward Realty, Mr. Daniel Miller, on the show to talk about real estate. Getting excited here. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Appreciate having, having you back yeah, on. Great to be here. And I, I think this is really timely, this this uh, kind of discussion on what's going on with the real estate market. I mean, obviously, you know, I do this thing every Saturday talking about the stock market, but real estate is a big piece of that when it comes to financials. And people have questions about you know what's going on? The Fed's raising rates. Is are we right. in a bubble? You know, is this 2008 all over again? Am I going to lose 50 percent of my equity? So I'm glad you came on the show today. Yeah. So let's just start there, yeah. man. Is it 2008 all over again? Are people looking at this bubble popping and losing all kinds of money? Yeah, I mean that's a really great question. I think that's the thing that's really on the forefront of everyone's mind right now. Is like, are we going into 2008 all over again? Are we going into times where it's like the Great Recession? The market crashing and so a lot of people are like well should i just wait it out should i just let the market crash and then come in you know as a buyer and pick up the pieces you know as a seller do i just wait it out until prices come back up and i think that that is a really good thing to think about but i think the short answer is no like this is not 2008 all over again and when we look at it we have to like be careful because i think we have to just stay away from sensational headlines and from things that are just trying to grab our attention. We have to really look at some of the market statistics because that really helps to guide our decisions. And so one of the things that I would say as far as you know statistics, looking back at 2008, we had a massive amount of homes on the market during the crash. We had nearly 7 million homes on the market at that time, massive amount of supply. Right now, nationally, so these are national stats. So then we look at like, okay, what do we have right now? So we have roughly 500,000 homes on the national market. Listing inventory is what we would call that. Okay, so we went from, you said 7 million, million homes on the in 08-ish yeah. to half a million. Yeah, so 10, nationally. less than 10% of our inventory that we had, comparatively speaking, to that time. Wow. Okay, so we just don't, we don't have, we don't have the inventory. That is the biggest problem. So yeah, I mean, we're facing some real issues. You know, we're having a drop off in demand, right? So we're talking basic economic principles, yep. supply and demand, right? So we are having a drop off in demand because interest rates went from 3% on a 30 year fix to six, you know, they were almost up to 7%. Right now they're about six and a quarter percent. So that, that matters to a lot of people. You know, that matters to the buyers who are looking at affordability. Like, oh no, my payment's now $1,000 more a month for the same purchase price of a house. Like that pushes those buyers out of the market. Yeah, so that's kind of the big question is uh, like a year or so ago, I mean, you tell me, a year ago, you know, rates were still really good. People were refinancing, getting all yeah. excited, you know, getting yeah. that two and a half, whatever, 3% even. It's doubled. So like going back to your 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 what you were saying about supply and demand, you don't have the demand because people don't want to pay twice as much for a mortgage. Correct. So what does that look like for somebody that needs to sell their house? Are they just going to have to cut rate it? Are they, I mean, because they affect each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, those things are definitely moving together. So I think that, you know, pricing is really important. People are very price sensitive. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, a year ago, you could put anything on the market it would probably get multiple offers. It just didn't matter the condition. It almost didn't matter the price like people were getting you know, bid up above asking price. We were having usual instances of five to 10% over asking became very normal. Um, that's not normal anymore. So we lost a lot of buyers. 
But at the same time, we also don't have a lot of homes on the market. Like we need more homes on the market. So we're losing demand. We're also losing supply. And when those things move together, it just causes prices to flatline. So do you think it could still be a good time to sell? I think the short answer is yes. So obviously, like the question is more personal to homeowners. Like, is this a good time for you to sell? Like, is this the right time for you to sell? Like your motivating reasons? Short answer is yes. So it is a good time to sell. January is our lowest inventory moment of the entire year. So you have the least amount of competition when you put your house in the market. You also have a resurgence of buyers coming back who were on the sidelines during the holidays. So I think it's a great time to sell. Okay, folks, that's our great update. Daniel, where can people call you if they got questions? You got phone number, email, web address. Yeah, I, the best way to get a hold of me is my phone number. My mobile is 530-351-5555. You can call or text me. It's a great way to get a hold of me. My website is www.danielmiller.realtor. Folks, there you have it. I want you to call Daniel, get a hold of him, get a hold of his team. You got questions about real estate. He is the guy to go to. We got to take another quick break, but we'll be back in two minutes. Don't go anywhere. Daniel, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks so much. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, A Simple Guide to Navigating Retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website again is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. Folks, the end of the year is fast approaching, and you need to make sure all of your financial planning is in order. I want to give you a free copy of my 2022 end-of-the-year planning checklist. Visit patrickmcnally.com and click on the checklist tab in the upper right-hand corner. Don't miss out on potential tax savings and investment tips that need to be completed by the end of the month. Go now to patrickmcnally.com and download your free checklist. Visit patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, folks, we made it to the wrap-up segment. Time flies when you're having fun. We've been talking about annuities today. If you missed any of the show, uh, you can find it on KQMS. You can also find it on our podcast, Retirement Lifestyles, either on iTunes, Google, all the major, all the major carriers, Spotify. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find it on there as well. But we're going to do a wrap-up here. We always want to leave you with some action items that you can be implementing from the show. And Rick, we kind of walked through 
pretty a pretty deep dive on annuities today. And, and like we said, we kind of went through a Forbes article a little bit, but but really just kind of talking about our thoughts on annuities, where they fit into to financial planning. Um, I think one of the main things that people could take today and and implement would be doing a review of their current income sources and seeing if they can find any gaps in it. Right. That's really where, from a retirement income planning perspective, these annuities shine is filling in those guaranteed um, income gaps. So if you have what I mean by a guaranteed income gap, if you have guaranteed bills, you might want to have some guaranteed income in order to match up with those. Let's do an example. I mean, a lot of people, they've got their Social Security. Right. You know, let's say their guaranteed bills coming in every single month is four grand. Their social security checks add up to three. Well, their gap is a thousand bucks. That's right. So that's where you would say, okay, does it make sense to fund this thousand dollar a month gap with a principal payment that will provide that monthly recurring lifetime income? And it very well could make sense in that scenario. You know, one thing that just kind of popped in my mind, so I'm going to say it. You know, a lot of times people still have a mortgage left, right. but they can pretty much say, you know what, my mortgage is done in five years. Okay. I just kind of thought, well, maybe they did an immediate annuity for five years. They yeah. carved off whatever, 1500 bucks a month. Sure. That they knew that that mortgage payment was coming through, was going to be guaranteed as part of their savings and paying for that. And, you know, boom, done, annuities drained, and they didn't have to worry about it. Right. That, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's a good plan. The other thing, too, is looking at, you know, do you want a lifetime income? We walked through the four different types of annuities. You know, the immediate annuity, fixed, index, variable you start getting into the, to these and it can become really, really confusing. I think one of the next tips, Rick, is deciding which type of annuity fits your need. That's right, because since there are different types, they fit different needs. If you just want sort of a safe, secure, CD-like bond alternative, then maybe you want one of those shorter term, I would say one to five year as far as short term goes, fixed annuities, guaranteed annuities in that regard. However, going back to our original income statement, then you might want it for a lifetime because, mm -hmm. you know, do you really want your income to run out? Maybe if you just have a five-year mortgage left, then yeah, that makes sense. But otherwise, most of us have bills that go on for our right. life. Therefore, the income has to go on for our life. So looking at the planning, you know, a lot of times we'll use things like index annuities where you can, you can get an option called an income writer, which pays you a guaranteed interest rate um, whatever the prevailing rate is at the time, if you know you're maybe not going to be needing the income for, say, 10 years, that might be something to consider, right? you got a guaranteed interest rate, and then in 10 years, the company starts sending you a paycheck for the rest of your life. Right. This is something that we can get a little more sophisticated with when we talk about planning for married people because mm -hmm. when one of them passes away, one of those social securities passes away, so on and so forth, well, um, yeah, maybe it'll be 10 years, but maybe it'll be five years or maybe it'll be 15 years. We don't really know. And those uh, annuities that have the income rider have the flexibility such that you don't have to decide in advance when you're going to start that income. That's good. Rick, we're going to end this show, but uh, before we do, we want to say this too. We're not for or against annuities. Wouldn't you say we're, right. we, we're what, what do you call it? We're annuity agnostic. <laughs> <laughs> They could be appropriate for some people, not appropriate for others. That's why we believe that talking to a, a qualified advisor 
working with somebody that can can put a full plan together is the best way to do it. Yeah, these annuities, they're not moral agents. They're not good or bad. They just (laughs) are what they are, and it's all about understanding what they are so that you can make the right decisions for you. That's good stuff. Again, if you want a copy of our end-of-year planning checklist, visit rlaplan.com. Click on the checklist tab. You can download it for free right now. If you got questions about annuities or your financial planning, visit talktopatrick.com. Schedule a free phone call with me. You'll find my online calendar. Would love to help. And with that, I'm going to say thank you, Rick. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you, folks, for listening to Retirement Lifestyles. 